Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. I'm grateful for the opportunity anytime to open up the Word of God. So would you take the Word of God with me and uh, turn to the New Testament and uh, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 3, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3. And appreciate being asked by the pastor to fill in tonight and always thankful to open up the Word of God, let the Word of God speak to us. It spoke to me already, and I'm asking the Lord to speak to me again, even as I uh, have opportunity to share the Word of God with you. <clears throat> so Hebrews 3, as you turn there, I want to give you a little bit of a, a research that was surveyed back in uh, 2007. And there was a film called The Ten Commandments. And a company uh, called Kelton Research, they surveyed 1,000 people. And they had some interesting questions. They, they wanted to discover how much Americans actually knew about the Ten Commandments. And so this is how they did it. They, surveyed, they actually did their sur survey with including a variety of questions that did not pertain to the Ten Commandments to see if people really knew the Ten Commandments. Get this. 80% of those surveyed knew that a Big Mac from McDonald's had two all-beef patties, and 62% knew that it had pickles. But only, now that was 80% and 62%. But only 34% knew that remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy is one of the Ten Commandments. But we got our Big Mac down. Less than 30% knew that one of the commandments was to not make graven images. And so the study concluded this, this is a, just a, a study done by this research company, that Americans knew more about fast food than they did about the Ten Commandments. You know, and I know if we're, if we're not careful and deliberate, we, cannot, we can know so much about so many things, can't we? And uh, based upon your experiences, based upon your profession, based upon uh, what, what has come to your life, the circumstances of your life, situations you fa have found yourself in. But to, I want to ask you this tonight. Um, how much are you and I, and I ask myself the same exact question. This is what God's been working on my heart with. Um, this simple matter, this simple question, thinking on Jesus. Just thinking on Jesus. I don't know if you've heard the song, but uh, Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without him, I would fall. When I am sad, to him I go. No other one can cheer me so. When I am sad, he makes me glad. He's my friend. Have you heard this before? It dates back to 1900, so that doesn't mean that uh, you were living then. My friend in trial sore, I go to him for blessings, and he gives them o'er and o'er. He sends the sunshine and the rain. He sends the harvest, golden grain, 
sunshine and rain, harvest of grain, he's still my friend. Jesus is all the world to me, and true, catch this, to him I'll be. Oh, how could I this friend deny when he's so true to me? Following him, I know I'm right. If I'm following him, he watches o'er me day and night. Following him by day and night, he's my friend. Jesus is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust him now. I'll trust him when life's fleeting days shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy. He's my friend. That's a great song, and I hope you caught those words to that song, the lyrics of that. But how do you and I go about finding ourselves thinking on Jesus? How do you think about Jesus? Do you think on Jesus? Do I think on Jesus? Psalm 77 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. How many of you know this? There's a lot of voices that come to our head throughout the day. And it's not just billboards. It's not just advertisements. All those, those do that. But it's ads. It's social media. It can even be friends and family. I mean, in our ears, right? And they're all looking for real estate in our minds. And they will take the real estate if we give them the space. And that'll take place in each one that we provide the space to, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, rent it, own it, whatever, whatever it, it, it uh, is allowed. And so they're all calling us to think on something or someone. But all those voices are going to our head, and Jesus wants us to think on him. And I, I don't just say this because I think it's important, but it's because the Word of God in Hebrews 3.1 says this. Are you with me? Hebrews 3.1. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. You'll notice the word, it's a very kind word, and God's word calls us to do this very kindly. But notice the word, consider. Verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Would you take your Bible and turn over to chapter 12, same book of Hebrews, verse 3. You'll recognize it when you get there. It's right after uh, verse 2 of looking unto Jesus, author and finisher of our faith, those, that verse and those wonderful truths, the beginning and the end, first and the last, the originator, the finisher. Aren't you thankful for that? Hope you're thankful for that. Hebrews 12, 3, though, it says, For consider, consider, there's that word again, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Would you go back to Hebrews 3 is where we'll find ourselves a good bit this evening. And just in these first few verses, probably down through verse 6, is where we'll find ourselves um, most, of the, most of the time together. But this word consider, let's consider the word consider, no pun intended. But uh, consider does mean to, to carefully think on and to dwell on it, to st- kind of stay put on it, and to kind of, kind of wait. And it's, you know, it's not just some quick glance it's not the, the yield sign, right, and to roll through the yield sign, hopefully not rolling through stop signs, but it's, it's the gate that's up on the bridge, where you, and, and, and it's, that, it's that, that gate that's allowing that boat to go through, and you're stuck. It's stop. It's think. 
It's weight. It's consider. It's to dwell on. It's to understand fully. It's to ponder. It's to be attentive. It's to really fix your mind upon. That's what this word consider means. And so it's that drawbridge that doesn't allow you to get to the other side until the drawbridge goes down. It's a careful, deliberate consideration of who Jesus is. I do believe this. I believe that every one of us can find time to think on Jesus at some point or another. I don't know how you do it. I hope you're doing it. Um, and, and I'm asking God to help me do it more. To think on Jesus. Just to think on Jesus. Who he is, what he's done, um, what, what has taken place, and, and how Jesus is working in your life. But how do you and I go about that? How, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you go about thinking on Jesus? I'd love to hear later, maybe you could tell me. Um, how do you go about thinking on Jesus? I believe one of the best ways that we can think on Jesus is through the avenue of what we just did. Prayer. I believe that. You're talking to him. And thank God he hears us. I'm reminded of these verses that, and what a wonderful avenue we have. I mean, direct right to God. Aren't you thankful for that? I mean, any time of the day you wake up tonight, hopefully this doesn't happen to you, but 3 o'clock in the morning and you can't get sleep and you're, you're, you're tossing and turning, you could pray. Amen. And direct access to God. Isn't that wonderful? And it's just such, such a blessing to know I don't have to be at a certain place. I don't have to be at a certain time. It, it can be anywhere, everywhere, and it's to one person that is hearing my prayer, and he cares about me more than I care about him. He cares about me. He loves me. And Job said this. Job knew about prayer, didn't he? He, was, he went through it. Job 22 says, Thou shalt make thy prayer to him, and he shall hear thee. Psalm 55 says, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. But can I say this, and, and hope, hope you understand what I'm saying, but on top of prayer, on top of prayer, what are some ways that we can deliberately think on Jesus? You're going to think on Jesus when you're praying, and I, I want to find myself thinking about Jesus, don't you? And thinking on Jesus. You know this, if we focus our thoughts on Jesus, you're going to find renewed energy and joy in the Christian life. That's pretty good. That's a nice, that's a nice exchange. I think on Jesus, I'm going to be renew, renewed in my, my joy and my energy in my Christian life. I mean, a person that, that puts conscious effort to think on Jesus throughout the day, on purpose, <clears throat> stopping. Think on Jesus. Can I give you three simple ways that I believe can be a help? Found in, he in Hebrews 3 here. I believe this. When you look at this chapter, you'll see, man, it's above all others. That God is the greatest. Look at him. You look at him and you see him above all others. Matter of fact, you'll see down through Hebrews here, it talks about how he's greater than Moses. And since he is above all, I have to ask myself, shouldn't I rise my thoughts above anything else to be thinking about him and to think on Jesus, the preeminent one? The name above all names, he's worthy of my consideration. And uh, I want to ask you, have you considered Christ today? Look at verse 2, would you? It says, that Jesus Christ, he was our, <coughs> excuse me, he's an apostle, he's a high priest of our profession, 
in Christ Jesus. Who was faithful to him that it was, verse 2, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful. Why is this being compared to Moses? Because for the Jewish people, next to Abraham, Moses was the man. Moses was undoubtedly the man most greatly revered by the Jewish people. But the Hebrew writer knows this and is convincing the readers of this truth, that there's somebody greater, and it's Jesus Christ. And he's, he's to be greater in our thoughts. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you go to a basketball game, and the guy that's shooting the free throws, have you ever seen behind the basketball goal, those people that have the noodles waving? Thank you. The people that have the noodles waving, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to get in the head of the guy throwing, that's about to shoot that free throw, right? Have you seen that? You know, the pool noodles? And uh, what about at a baseball game? Hey, better, 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 hey, better, better. Trying to get in the head of the baseball player, the hitter. Trying to get in their head. In tennis, i show a little video here, but um, this coach actually is giving a pointer here about saying to get in the, to get in the opponent's head. And get into the opponent's head. How do you do it? And we'll see this little clip. Which side is his favorite? You figured it out after 10 serves, right? So the next time there's a big point, what are you going to do? You stand here. Give him the forehand side. Make him serve where he doesn't like to serve. Make him think. Funny, huh? He's missing now. Is that funny? We're getting into his head already after five minutes. That's the difference. That's what the return is all about. You gotta get into the head of your opponent. If you stay at the same spot, he says thank you. Stay in the same spot, he says thank you. And by the way, I think this, that if we don't do something for God and we don't move for God, you know what the devil says? Thank you. Hey, just stop what you're doing. Don't do anything more for God. Don't get any closer to God. Don't you dare think on Jesus. The devil doesn't want that. He always says, thank you. You're making it easy on me. Jesus wants to be in our head. He wants to be in our thoughts. He wants to be in our mind. Isaiah 26.3 says this, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. So how do we do this? I think these are some unusual ways that, I'll be honest with you, at first, I don't normally think of Christ and think on Jesus as, number one, this evening, you'll see it in verse one, the apostle. When you think of Jesus, do you think of the apostle? By the way, Peter was apostle, Paul's apostle, but this says the apostle, capital A. You'll never, you won't find capital A with Paul or, the, or any others. But this is the apostle, but apostle is sent, what apostle means is there was a commission and one sent with the commission. How is that Jesus? Well, Jesus was sent from God. Get this, the apostles were sent by God, but Jesus was sent from God. So it's as if you're either, it's either 
For God or from God? Right? Or excuse me, of God or from God? God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved, but God sent and speaketh the words of God, for God gave not the spirit by measure to him. The Father loveth the Son and given all things into his hand. John 7 said this, Then cried Jesus in the temple, You both know me, and you know whence I am, and I am not come myself. But he that sent me is true, whom you know not, but I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, sent by the Father into this world. Who, do, who is it sent for? Sent for you and I. Praise God. And if Jesus never came to this world, you and I would not have hope. We would not have heaven. We would not have a relationship with God. And this, this is up to the Father for you and I. He sent Jesus. And that's why he's the apostle. He is the. I'm talking, he's not just a apostle. He's not just one of the apostles. No, he is the apostle, capital A. So when you think on Jesus, just want to give you three things I believe I see from Scripture here tonight. Think of, consider the apostle, how he was sent to you. You know, I've said to myself, and I'm sure you've done this too, I don't know how a lost world goes without Jesus. You found yourself thinking that? And, and they don't realize what they're missing. I mean, they really just don't. Once you have Jesus, I mean, it is, it is all you need. And he is worth every bit of it, of, of, of the taking. But, you know, as Christians, how often do we think on Jesus? And so, who, who Jesus is, I mean, turn with me if you, or actually, we already turned there earlier, but uh, we saw in Hebrews 12 that he's the author and finisher of our faith. So he's, he's going to continue. He's going to finish everything he starts. You ever try to start a project, and then you're missing one part, and you're waiting on that one part, and you want to finish that project? Not God. God. God says this, be confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good, good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So thank him for that. But you know, in Hebrews it says that we're to look unto him. The author and finisher, we're to look. We're to look unto him. So I want you to think about this. Would you, when you think on Jesus, would you think of him, how he was sent to you? He is the apostle. And then secondly tonight, the next thing, it says that he's the high priest. Verse 1, he's the high priest. The high priest of our profession. If you're going to think on Jesus, you can think of him as the apostle. And you can think of him then as the high priest. Now, why does that matter? The high priest of our profession. Well, if you look over with me to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, would you? Chapter 4 and verse 14. What's so important about the high priest? This is not just any high priest. There was many high priests. Especially in Old Testament, you'll see that. But this, one, this one's different than any other. Matter of fact, he's the great one. It says great high priest in verse 14. Seeing then, chapter 4, verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, verse 14, would you underline these words, see and then? See and then. And then in verse 16, if you're in the habit of underlining, these words, let us therefore. See and then that we have a high priest? Let us do this. Let us therefore come boldly. You know, because we have a high priest, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. 
we have that access that I was talking about earlier. And an apostle, Jesus, represented God to men. But a high priest, Jesus, represents men to God. I'm glad for that. I'm glad it's not just one way or the other. I'm glad it's not just God to men, but it's men to God. Aren't you? I mean, if it wasn't for men to God, we'd be stuck. We'd be in, in, a, in a horrible mess, not being able to go to access to God as a high priest. He's the one God anointed to represent human beings to himself. And by the way, Jesus was found all the characteristics of a high priest. All the functions of the high priest that needed to be performed, he fulfilled them. And so this is very important to the Jewish rituals and the Jews, that they know this. And it was, it was, it was critical that they realize there's somebody greater than Moses, greater than Abraham, and it's Jesus Christ. And he's so great, he is the apostle. And then secondly, he is the great high priest. And this is not just for the Jews, this is for us today. And this is why we read it in our, in, in our scripture tonight of Hebrews 3 and uh, seeing what the high priest is all about. And by the way, when you have that high priest, you have access. And then come boldly, use it. Let us, therefore, let's, let's go with it. And let us continue in this vein of coming to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And praise God for that. This is very important. And so we have a high priest. Special uh, visit yesterday with Neil Mallon. And as I went in there, I had no idea. You know, you never know what you're getting yourself into when you go into the hospital. But, uh, you know, nowadays, uh, oftentimes, a room will be shared with someone else. You know, the curtain's just in between, and that's about it. And uh, so you have, you know, two patients on either side. And, you, and if that patient is not in the first, you know, section of the curtain, you're wondering if, you, if, they, if you're, the person you're going to see is, is in that room still, if they're on the next section over. You follow what I'm saying? And uh, so I walked in, I saw one family, and then I continued to walk and, and, and then saw Neil. And I tell you, as soon as I saw him, this is Matt Mallon's dad, um, it, he, he was just in, more of probably an encouragement to me than I could be an encouragement to him. You know why? Because he was spouting off Scripture. My favorite verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And, and all you got to do is look that up and, and know what that says and how important that is. And he told me about Job. He told me about Revelation. He told me about heaven. He told me more than I knew he knew and more than I knew I knew. And, and I walked out of the thing, man, not only wealth of knowledge, but I hope to God that when, I told my wife this, I hope that if, I find, if I'm in that situation like him, that I'm spouting off scripture, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm praising Jesus. You know what made it very easy for me? Because of his testimony, to be able to talk to Joe next door, a curtain only in between, and share invitation, and have a word of prayer with them. Because here's a, here's a Christian that had access, he knew, to the high priest. And he was taking advantage of it, and he had scripture, and he, he was praying, and we had a sweet time together because he knew Jesus Christ, and he had a relationship with the high priest. And so not just the apostle, not just the high priest, the great high priest, but also, notice please with me, would you, this is, this is neat, in, in verses... Uh, 4 through 6, we'll read verse 3. It says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. Notice verse 4. For every house is builded by some man, 
But he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we? I underline those words in my Bible. Whose house are we? That's special. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. Lastly, this evening, Jesus is the master builder. Not only is he the apostle, not only is he the high priest, but this is talking about how he is the builder. And then it says, the house are we, verse 6. So in essence, it's saying, hey, Moses, you're the servant in the house. Jesus is the son over the house. Hey, Moses, you're the member of the house. Jesus built the house. Big difference. And so it's important that we see this. And then because of this, we find in, in verse 6, it says, when we realize how great God is, that He's the apostle, the high priest, this is Christ Jesus, He's the master builder, He's the architect, He holds the plans of our life, He's, he's directing our life, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to the own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths, right? And so, look at what it brings, confidence in who Christ is. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. This kind of sounds like what our pastor has been encouraging us with the theme, be strong, firm unto the end. How does this happen? You've got to think on Jesus. Think on him as apostle. Think on him as a great high priest. Think on him as a master builder and the planner. And thank God that he, that he is those things and whatever else you want to thank him for. But just think on him is what I'm saying. And just want to encourage you to think on Jesus. Take some time to stop and think on Jesus. Stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. And just stop and think on Jesus. Because when this happens, then there's a confession of whose house are we? Man, he dwells in us. He not only built the house, he dwells in the house. And he is the house, if I may. Because it's all about Jesus, the beginning and the end. And then you, the confidence and confession you experience, look, rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. You experience joy and hope. Don't you want to enjoy your spiritual journey in life and not just endure it? I do. I, sh I sure do. I hope you do. Firm unto the end. The happiest people on planet earth should be Christians. They should be. You know what it's going to take? I think it's going to take, and part of it is that we just got to make sure we're deliberate, we're on purpose, we're consciously putting effort forth to just stop and just not get in a car and, and, and drive up to the drawbridge gate so that we're forced to stop, but at some point throughout our day, force ourselves to stop and just think on Jesus. Just stop and thank Him for who He is. Thank Him for what He is. And it might not be that you do what the writer here of Hebrews did. Thank you, Jesus, for being the apostle. Thank you for being the high priest. Thank you for being the master builder. But that's a good start. And these are some things you can do. And these are three simple ways that we can thank him because Jesus wants us to think on him. Can you imagine, and I close tonight, can you imagine risking your life to save someone? Whether it be a fire, whether it be a water accident, whatever. Circumstance, situation you found yourself in. You imagine risking your life, putting yourself out on the, on the line, 
and risking your life and saving someone and that person never thanking you? Never even thinking about you? How would you feel? Can I tell you, Jesus gave his life. Jesus gave his life. His whole life for you and I. I think we can think on him. And let's do it. Let's do it together. And hopefully, tonight you'll walk away with, I'm going to think on him as the apostle, the great high priest, the master builder. He's got a plan. He's working his plan. All things work together for good. Then love God. And we're called according to his purpose. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you. And I pray we'll think on Jesus. And Lord, if nothing else, we walk away from this tonight just simply thinking on that. And it gets us to the point where we just stop and thank and think on you. It's worth it. And you are worthy of all thoughts that are good and great and righteous and pure and holy and loving and graceful and merciful, kindness. And Lord, you're just on and on we can go. Thank you for first loving us, for dying for us, giving of your life to us. May we thank you and think on you because you did save us. You did risk it all. Thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.